Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, New York City. Welcome to the program. This is America. Everybody that's listening from across the country, around the globe, on 1210 WPHT, our station in Philly. Thank you so much. And I want to talk about a few things because we just celebrated National Police Week and Armed Forces Day. And I want to give a big salute to everybody that is serving in uniform. Thank you for your service. I also saw Joe Biden on Monday morning on the television. He was uh, placing medals of valor around the necks of several uh, law enforcement and first responders. And uh, salute to them. And, of course, he seemed to be getting very, I don't want to say touchy-feely, but he did seem to be kind of like sniffing people as he was putting the Medal of Honor around their neck. Maybe that's me. I don't know. But that seemed weird. And... He, uh, of course, uh, went on to give comments in Buffalo, and we're going to get to that. We're also going to talk a little bit about what's going on with all this uh, pandemonium that's breaking out over the World Health Organization and these amendments that Biden put into an executive order. But there's some other news I want to talk about, and it's Project Veritas. On Tuesday night, Project Veritas put out a brand new video, and I've got some of it. I want you to hear a little bit of it, and then I'm going to play you some highlights. Listen to this. People are starting to leak shit now like what unfortunately it would be like you recording me right now and going giving it to like the New York Times and like here I decided right. to dinner with a Twitter representative here's what he had to say <laughs> and that's so funny because that's exactly what happened Project Veritas went undercover and they found a world of information. Now, on Monday night, there was some information that came out. I'm going to give you the skinny on that. But first, I want to give you what happened on Tuesday because, uh, to me, this is the most bombshell stuff there is. The brand-new, soon-to-be owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, this guy goes ahead and makes fun of Elon Musk. Now, I think, listen, you could say whatever you want. It's free speech, right? So he's going to say what he wants. I'm not saying that uh, he doesn't have a right to say it, but I do think it's pretty dumb to say the things that he said because this is going to be the guy that's going to run his company. And wait till you hear all of this background that he gives on how Twitter operates, why they operate, all of the all of the above. I mean, it really was eye opening to me. Listen to this. Well, right now we don't make profit, so it's going to say ideology, which is what's led us to not being profitable. The rest of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet and not just to give people free speech. Okay, so now that's just the beginning of it. This is Alex Martinez. He is a Twitter lead client partner. I don't know what that means, but he works for Twitter and he's discussing the company's ideology, criticizing the acquisition of the company by Elon Musk and at times denigrating Musk for his expressed views on free speech. But it gets worse. Martinez said, quote, right now we don't make profit. You just heard him say that. 
So he's saying that it's because of their ideology that they're not profitable. He also talked about Asperger's and how Elon Musk has Asperger's and how you can't take someone like that seriously. Yep, no, really, he went there. So I want you to hear a little bit more from Alex Martinez from Twitter. Check this out. These are the policies we put in place for misinformation or mislabeling media. It's going to be hard for him to be like, oh, because people should make their own decision. It's like, no, but people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public. He has Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. So now here he is denigrating Musk for having Asperger's. And in effect, when you hear his comments, quite disgusting in my opinion, you're going to hear him say how he just can't take anybody that is special needs seriously. Special needs. You're literally special needs. So I can't even take what you're saying seriously. So, I mean, this is really, really, really beyond the pale what we're talking about here. And what's more bizarre is that instead of trying to make money through advertising like most companies operate, right? You sell something, you provide a service, you do something to make money so you can pay employees like this gentleman. No, 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 no. He goes on to say that even the advertisers are freaking out because advertisers are are on board with this whole woke ideology. They realize that they just get investor after investor after investor to fund their social change. This isn't about money and it's not about free speech. Listen to this. Advertisers are freaking out because the he because of what he's like tweeting about, like being like, I want free speech, yada yada yada. Yeah. Like who really knows what that even means? Like now is Twitter's definition of free speech the same as Elon's? Apparent according to him, no. As an advertiser, as my business is what I do every day and why I go out is like we want it to be as fair and transparent and accurate as possible. Yeah. And if that means there, there's a level of censorship to make it correct, quote unquote, again, and what does correct mean? I guess like, it just kind of goes into <laughs> the idea of like, well, what is correct? Like, yeah. like every idea of like, you know, it's kind of like the principle of being like good and bad. Like, Good and bad exists, and there's it either is bad or it's either good. It isn't. It's not like a mix of good and bad. It's like one or the other, and it's like kind of the same idea of like, is it is it truthful or is it lies or is it a mix of truth and lies? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And like, where do, like where do you where do you call where do you draw the line? That's my concern, though. That's why I hate this deal so much. Now, before we go on. So he's talking about, is it truth or is it lies? Obviously, they're trying to play this dance with in between of truth and lies and push their version of what they believe to be true. And he's admitting, in my opinion, what I hear him saying is he's admitting that if he believes it to be true, then it's true. And if you believe it to be true, well, then maybe they can make it a lie. And that's why there's this uh, uneasiness to define what truth and lies are. And the Project Veritas undercover reporter goes on and goads him a little bit saying, you know, if Elon Musk gets into this and he starts to run the company, he's going to ruin everything. Listen to this response. Elon's going to everything up don't don't he might try to but he said don't as if saying don't worry he might try but rest assured we've got a backup plan there are people that are going to try to push back as much as they can because we are doing the rest of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet and not just to 
give people free speech. But I think when he has to talk to our the employees and face the music and be like, this is because again, like these people really do believe in what we're doing, and so like if people yeah. are gonna, they're not just gonna be like, these are the policies we've put in place for misinformation or mislabeling media or whatever. Yeah. Why do you think this should be taken down? Yeah. Like those are the questions they're gonna ask. Him. So he's saying that Twitter employees are going to push back on Elon Musk, saying, hey, look, you, you can't uh, s- stop us from censoring these people. We have to maintain the truth. We are the arbiters of truth. We are the ministry of truth. And indicating that people there are true blue leftist believers. They believe in in Marxism. They believe in stifling free speech. They're not there to be the town hall, the digital town hall of America. Instead, they're there to push a certain ideology. And he admits to it and says that's why they're not profitable. Yeah. 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 Um, It's going to be hard for him to be like, oh, because people should make their own decision. It's like, If you hear that, people should make their own decisions. He has utter contempt. He doesn't believe that people have the ability to make their own decisions. Go ahead. Play the tape. No, but people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public. Unbelievable. But what it really comes down to is, does Twitter care more about profit or ideology now i think it's about well right now we don't make profit so it's going to say ideology which is what's led us to not being profitable that's what's happened well twitter's not profitable because of ideology well if we're implementing all these rules that there's and elon wants to dismantle them then technically our ideology has led us to not making money because we're not making money. And Elon wants to turn it the other way so that we can make money. Do you get what I mean? I have no doubt that there's more to what they tell us than what than what they tell us. Now he goes on to say that not only are they not making money, but he thinks that there's some sort of concerted effort here because they have to figure out a way to make money while still promoting their ideology. And in a bit, we'll go to the stuff that came out on Monday night where we can hear what ideology they're talking about. I'm going to play that tape in a second, but let's finish this one. Like there's probably is some more, tell me the real, like, like what you're asking, I, I have no doubt there is. But there's a statement they need all 7,000 people to say. And so they can't, like, tell us the, like, the real truth. Like, you get what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. I think at the end of the day, what the real truth is that they can't ever really say it's all about money. It's all about money and making all these money. Parag, Jack... The board members, everyone gets paid. Elon gets like tax benefits, doesn't have to pay taxes forever. Right. Everything. Like it's all like a money shit greed America. Okay. Now, if that were not bad enough, there's more. This is where he goes in for the kill and really doubles down on saying, the guy has Asperger's. We can't take a guy like that seriously. I mean, after all, he's only the richest guy in the world. Check this out. Elon Musk as a person is whatever. I don't think he's a Looney Tune. He's, has Os- he has Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. We all know that. And that's fine. So you know he's going to say some crazy because he's special. Because again, like, 
don't you also see his piece of mind? Why can't we just all love each other? Haven't you seen his other tweets where he's like, I'm like, your special needs. You're literally special needs. <laughs> literally, though, you really are. So, I can't even take what you're saying seriously. Because you're special. So. so, obviously, we have to take people seriously when they talk about communism, socialism, all of what the left likes to promote. But when you talk about a message that's rooted in love, can't we all get along, just free speech and get out of the way and let people hash it out on their own, that is somehow radical. That is somehow unacceptable. These are the people that Twitter employs. These are the people that are infecting our means of communication. We've always suspected it, but things like this, thanks to Project Veritas, actually reveal it like a fly on the wall. Now we have the tape of Siru Murgison. Am I saying that right? Murgison. Or is it Murgison? Anyway, Siru, he's a senior engineer at Twitter, and he was speaking with an undercover Project Veritas reporter, and he basically says, look, the employees here are super left. We're communists. Now, this audio is not the best, but I'll put it up a little bit so that you can hear it. But uh, really eye-opening stuff. Listen to this. What do your colleagues say about like? They hate it. Oh my god, I'm at least like okay with it, but some of now just to set this up, they're talking about how his colleagues feel about Elon Musk buying Twitter. My colleagues are like super left, 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 left. Uh, what do they say? They're they're like this will be my last day if it happens. Has much changed since like Elon's coming yeah. out? A lot of change. A lot has changed. Like our. We're stress eating a lot, like we're all like worried for a job. <laughs> we're stress eating a lot. Well, I think a lot of us do a lot of stress. I do stress eating just because Twitter exists, right? Because it's taken over by the communists and because it's been so left leaning all these years. Anyway. Why are you guys so worried? Though? You know, job is like he's a capitalist. So we weren't really operating like capitalists more than like very socialist. Like we're all like communists. So there you go. There you have it. Basically, I'll give you the transcript. What, what are you worried about, though, she says. And he says, you know, our jobs are at stake. He's a capitalist. And we're not really operating as capitalists. It's more like very socialists. Like, we're all commie as bleep. And the word starts with an F and ends with a K. So there you have that. Now, there's one more clip from Siru Murgison, and I hope I'm not torturing your ears with this audio, but I think it's just so eye-opening. you got a senior engineer. you got the person that deals on the client side with the advertisers. It seems everybody's all in. It's an open secret. We are the left. That's what we do. This is American Marxism on full display. Listen to this. We tried our best. But How so? We, I mean, we, we did all we could to like revolt against it. A lot of employees revolted against it. So he's talking about how they tried to revolt against Elon taking over. But at the end of the day, board of directors have a say, and then they acted on their best interest because they didn't want to get sued. Because if they get sued, their families are sick. They're just always looking out for themselves at the end of the day, right? Um, and they looked out for themselves, as they should, their families. And they, they made the choice that they had to make. Like, they, they literally couldn't make any other choices. Because if they had denied the offer from Elon, um, 
shareholders could have filed a lawsuit against them and depleted them of their wealth personally. Okay, I've had enough of them. I'm pretty sure you have too. Elon Musk has a lot of work ahead of him because this is absolutely uh, insane. And I think if he does go through with buying Twitter, because obviously he's going to have some trouble going through with the deal, if you haven't heard, something like two thirds of the followers, at least Joe Biden's followers or something like, or I think half of Joe Biden's followers are, are believed to be bots and two thirds of all Twitter users are believed to be bots. So if that's the case, he should get a two thirds discount on his deal. Now, one of the people that's very close to him, a longtime Elon Musk backer, he says that the deal will likely close, but it's going to be at a lower price. And that's Tim Draper. He was an early investor in Tesla and SpaceX, helped him uh, co-found a venture capital firm, put a hundred million dollars into this Twitter bid. And on Monday, he told the New York Post that he believed that the deal would successfully close, saying, quote, I think so. But I think he's going to get a better deal because he found out that whatever, two-thirds of users are bots or something, <laughs> is what he said. Now, while Twitter officially accepted the $44 billion offer from Musk in April, the Tesla CEO has since pumped the brakes on his takeover bid because of concerns related to fake accounts and spam. Musk has offered an initial price of $54.20, and at the end of Monday night, Twitter was at $37 a share. So we're going to see how that turns out and what ends up happening with all the bots on Joe El Baboso Biden's account. And we're going to get into a few other things also straight ahead. We're going to talk about what happened when Candace Owens tried to talk to BLM. That was interesting. We've got some audio on that that I want to play for you. Plus, people are actually suing over their losses on cryptocurrency. <laughs> I'm just going to get into that real quick hit and run because it's funny. And a couple of celebrities are getting sued because they're endorsing cryptocurrency. So all of that straight ahead. Plus, what's going to happen with Kathy Barnett in Pennsylvania and a couple other stories I want to touch upon because there's really a lot out there. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. And before we go, I want to remind you about my friends at CrowdHealth because CrowdHealth is one of those companies that's out there disrupting things to try and make sure that you, the consumer, you, the patient, still have access to healthcare and that you're in control of it. Sadly, your healthcare is being bought and sold to the highest bidder. Politicians, hospitals, big pharma, and health insurance companies are making huge profits at the expense of your health. You've got lobbyists that are fighting to make sure that you don't have competition and that you don't have options. Now, CrowdHealth, it's doing something new. It's cutting out the middleman because it's not insurance. It's what insurance should be, and that's why it works. There's no deductibles, no networks, no complicated exclusions or co-pays. You see any doctor you like and you pay the first 500 bucks, then submit bills from there on. CrowdHealth is a new way to pay for your health care. No doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles. Frankly, there's no surprises. You just pay one low monthly fee. Usually it's less than 200 bucks a month for most people. CrowdHealth helps members shop for great care at a fair price, and it makes payments to doctors and members as quickly as possible. Plus, it negotiates on the community's behalf when any type of unexpected bill arises. It totally reverses the vicious incentives that got healthcare into the problems that it's in today. So stop paying your health insurance company your hard-earned dollars. Go to joincrowdhealth.com now and experience freedom from healthcare. Right now, you can get your first six months for just $99 a month. That's almost $50 off the normal price and a lot less than a high-deductible plan. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com and use the promo code for my show. This is America. That's joincrowdhealth.com. Joincrowdhealth.com. Promo code, this is America. This is America.
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep, in-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I want to get into a couple of things. We're going to get into that stuff I promised you before. But I want to talk about this funny story that I read in BBC.com. It took place in India. And what I find interesting here is that some parents really take this stuff seriously. If they don't get their grandchild on time, oh boy, are you going to feel it. There's a case of parents that actually have filed a lawsuit. Yeah, for real. A lawsuit against their son, their own son, who didn't give them a grandchild. Here's the headline, BBC News. Couple in India sues son for not giving them a grandchild. Now, what's interesting here is, A, that I didn't know this type of thing really happened, but B... This couple in North India in the state of Uttarakhand are suing their only son and his wife for not giving them a grandchild after six years of marriage. Sanjeev and Sadhana Prasad, 61 and 57 years old respectively, they said they used up their savings raising their son, paying for his pilot's training as well as his lavish wedding. They're demanding compensation worthy of nearly $650,000 American, $525,000 a euro. If no child is born within one year, their son and his wife do not appear to have commented on the issue. (laughs) I wouldn't either publicly. The highly unusual lawsuit was filed on the grounds of mental harassment. Mr. Prasad said he spent all of his savings giving his son uh, a United States wedding in 2006 and pilot training at the cost of 65K. He returned to India in 2007, but lost his job and family had to support him financially for more than two years. And that's according to the Times of India. Shrey Sagar, 35 years old, did eventually get a job as a pilot. His parents say that they arranged his marriage, but his wife, Shubhangi Singha, is now 31 years old, and in 2016, she had hoped that they would have a grandchild to play with. But here we are in 2022, and nothing's happened. So, 
The parents say they paid for this wedding, a reception, a five-star hotel, and a luxury car worth $80,000 plus a honeymoon abroad. Saying, quote, my son had been married for six years, but they're still not planning a baby. Mr. Prasad said at at, uh, least if we have grandchildren, then we can spend time with uh, our grandchildren and the pain will be less bearable or more bearable. I don't understand what's happening here. Anyway, <laughs> the couple's lawyer, A.K. Srivasta, told uh, the newspaper that the couple had demanded the money because of mental cruelty. It's a dream of every parent to become a grandparent. They'd been waiting for years to become grandparents. Now, I think this is funny. And if you're thinking, Rich, why are you talking about this silly stuff? I love silly stuff. I really do. I think it uh, it makes the rest of the stuff that we have to talk about so much more palatable. But in this situation, I did have kids very quickly. I have two lovely daughters that I adore. But I, I think, imagine my dad would have sued me or my mom would have sued me for not having grandchildren. I could see my mom doing it. I can't see my dad doing that. But it just is fascinating that they actually had a case and that a court took this up. Because you know why? Because they care about their family and they care about their children. And, and they're they're astonished that they can invest all of this and provide this lifestyle for this kid and that he doesn't give him a family. Now, look, I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying there are people out there that still care about family. There are people out there that still actually enjoy their families and want grandchildren. But some people are just after kids. Some people are just trying to destroy everything they can find, whether it's mentally, emotionally, or otherwise. And there's a news report that I saw online where the school officials in the city of Keele in Wisconsin, they've decided to press charges against one of their middle school students for not using someone's appropriate pronouns. Yeah, I, I could barely get through the sentence because I thought it wasn't real, but apparently this is the case. I want you to listen to this audio. Check this out. An investigation into three Keele middle school students has been launched. The school district has filed a Title IX complaint accusing the students of using incorrect pronouns while addressing another student. Fox 11's Monique Lopez spoke with the parent of one of the students in this Project Education report. I received a phone call from the principal over at the elementary school forewarning me, letting me know that I was going to be receiving an email uh, with sexual harassment allegations against my son. Rosemary Rabadou's 13-year-old son, Brayden, is one of the three eighth-grade Keel Middle School students accused of sexual harassment, something she disputes. He said he's being allegedly charged with sexual harassment for not using proper pronouns. I thought it wasn't real. I thought this has got to be a gag, a joke. Um, One has nothing to do with the other. Now, I thought it was fake, too. I have no idea what, what, what they're talking about. So I read another article, New York Post, Keele, Wisconsin School District charges kids for using wrong pronouns. This Wisconsin school district has filed sexual harassment complaints against three middle schoolers for calling a classmate by the wrong pronoun. The school district in Kiel, K-I-E-L, a city of 3,600 residents, has charged three eighth grade students at the Kiel Middle School with sexual harassment after an incident in April which the students refused to say they to refer to a classmate who had switched their pronouns a month before this alleged incident. Wow. Now, you, you could chalk it up as them being jerks, 
Or you could say, look, you only changed your pronouns a month ago. So instead of saying, yes, sir, I have to say, yes, they, or yes, ma'am. This is unnatural for most people. So I think there has to be some sort of grace period. And I also think, why are we even trying to press charges against people for this? But let's continue. Here's a quote from the article. I received a phone call from the principal forewarning me, letting me know that I was going to receive an email with sexual harassment allegations against my son. That's Rosemary Rabideau. You heard her talking in the um, news clip that we just played. Her 13-year-old son, Braden, was one of the students that was charged. She was in shock. Of course she was. The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty is defending the accused students and claims that this misuse of pronouns is not covered under Title IX of the United States Department of Education statute, which protects people from discrimination based on their sex. Hmm. Title IX sexual harassment typically covers things like rape, dating, violence, quid pro quo, sexual favors, really egregious stuff. So we'll see what's going on with the rest of this. But on its face, I think this is absolutely insane. And I'm going to put the article out on social media so you can comment on it. I'm at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez with an S. But my initial question to this is, what would you do as a parent? I know I can tell you if I was a parent, I would be in there right away in somebody's face, in the principal's face, in the superintendent's face, saying, excuse me, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way that you're going to sit here and charge my kid with violating Title IX, the, um, the, the law that was created so that girls could play sports, and say that somehow because my kid called somebody a he or a she or a she or a they or didn't refuse to say they – whatever the case is, that somehow my kid's guilty of breaking this law. I think that's fake. I think it's phony. I think it's uh, fugazi, fraudulent. It's just total BS. That would be my initial gut reaction. But again, I don't always make the best initial gut reactions. But I would really be curious to know yours. And if you want to email me, you can do that as well as at, that's at info at therichvaldez.com, info at therichvaldez.com, and I'll read your responses on the air. But I think this is absolutely out of control when we go to these lengths. Now, some people might say, look, that's bigotry. It's because you're you're a uh, reactionary conservative. You don't want to go with the, the new times, but it's a new day and people are different and we have to roll with the punches. I say, oh, hell no. I don't know if I could say it on the radio, but I did. Absolutely not. We have to stand up for what's right. Are we going to sit here and start suing little kids because they didn't get something right? I mean, there's suspension, there's detention, there's parent-teacher conferences. There's so many ways they could have handled this, not the least of which is to charge these kids with this. This is clearly a political statement. This is clearly them showboating and grandstanding, and it's something that parents shouldn't put up with. And they're doing that because they know that if parents show up in, in mass and do some sort of protesting or show up at a school board meeting, well, they'll either shut down their mic or they'll call the Ministry of Truth and say that these people are domestic terrorists. Right. And that's exactly what they want to do. They're trying to set up a situation where if you don't agree with the status quo, with the new narrative that's going on, you're the bad guy and you'll be punished. This one mother shows up at a school board conference, school board meeting, rather. And she says she wants to protect her child from being exposed to pornographic material. This is how she describes it. Now, this one takes place in Las Vegas. It's a mom. She's at a Clark County school board meeting and she reads her daughter's homework assignment. And she gets shut down by the school board and the audience. Listen to this. I'm going to read you an assignment given to my 15-year-old daughter at a local high school. This will be horrifying for me to read to you, but that will give you perspective on how she must have felt when her teacher required her to memorize this and to act it out in front of her entire class. 
Now, you can hear the terror in the mom's voice. You can hear how troubled she is that her daughter had to uh, endure this. Play the tape. I don't love you. It's not you. It's just I don't like your dick or any dick in that case. I cheated, Joe. I'm sorry. This is propaganda. Forgive me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I don't. Thank you so much for your. Thank you for your uh, comment. Forgive me. I, we're not using profanity. Are you? Now, the school board and an audience member are freaking out here because she used uh, the word D for to describe the male genitalia. But she's quoting her daughter's homework assignment. So I think that's the most important thing we have to realize is that she's not making this up. The lady's saying, oh, it's propaganda. They're trying to make us look bad to make us look bad on national TV. No, 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 ma'am. You're doing that to yourself. Listen to this. Okay. The teacher required my daughter to read, memorize this and read this pornographic material. Excuse me. Please don't engage with the audience. Okay. So please continue your public comment. Your, your time is, you've got one, one minute. In 19 seconds, um, I ask you simply, this is a public meeting. I asked for decorum um, and I'm asking. That's funny. If I were her, I would have said, excuse me, I'm a parent and I send my kid to public school and I expect decorum in the classroom and in the curriculum. But I guess she's not getting that. Listen to the rest of this. Dr. Jara, thank you so much. Dr. Jara. I just, if you don't want me to read it to you, what was that like for my 15 year old daughter to have to memorize pornographic material and um, and memorize it and portray. And that's exactly what they do. They silenced her. They turned off her microphone. That was it. They didn't give her her minute and 19 seconds. They decided we don't like what you're saying. So we're going to shut you up. Just like we talked about with Elon Musk. We don't like what you're saying. So we're going to shut you up. That's not how it works. That's not how free speech works. That's not how a free uh, Republican small R democracy works, because that's what we are. Right. Uh, As a democracy, we're a representative democracy, first of all. Right. I don't go and vote in Congress and say, oh, yes. All in favor say aye. I don't do that. Right. I elect a representative. It's a representative democracy, which is known as a republic. So as a representative republic, we, we have certain responsibilities. And the fact that a mom can't even go and voice her opinion during the public comment section. Now, I take exception to this because I was a school board member. And if a parent had something to say, they said it. And quite frankly, we required at least one parent to be a member of the school board. And that was terrific to have a parent that was on board. I wish more parents were on board. The bottom line here is there is a movement. I don't care what you want to call it, the New World Order, the globalist, this and the that, the left, the Marxist, the bad guys, the black hats, whatever you want to call them. It's a reality. They exist. They're there. And they're doing things to push the envelope. They want to change the status quo. Many years ago, like 10, when Obama was in office, the status quo was men marry women. One man, one woman, that's marriage, the Defensive Marriage Act. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That was overturned, right? The Supreme Court did what they had to do. There was activist judges. They said, okay, no, everybody can get married. They lit the White, uh, White House up in the gay flag colors, and they've moved on. That status quo was changed. Now we're moving on to a new status quo where we're supposed to, if you're of color, you're superior, and if you're white, you're inferior, And again, people, if you want to say, oh, Rich, you're taking it too far. No, that's really not the case. I truly believe that people like Ibram X. Kendi and others that promote anti-racism or the critical race theory being taught at 
middle school, kindergarten, wherever, what have you, or even Miss Hannah Barnes from the 1619 Project with uh, her book, the 1619 Project, which, you know, talks about a lot of things, but not the least of which is how really America has these racist roots. It really started in 1619, not 1776, and it's the worst thing ever. There's nothing been worse than America. It's horrible. It's racist. And we need to focus on that and never take the focus off of that because we'll never get away from that because it's all about racism. Racism built America. Racism runs America. Everything is racism, racism, racism. And if you don't feel like you're racist today, hold on. You're not doing it right. Take a look at the mirror because you're a racist. Obviously, this stuff is crazy. And and this is what they're doing and they're doing it at every level, whether it's LGBT, with racism, with uh, climate change. There's so many uh, divide and conquer agendas at work on the move inside the United States promoted by Marxists because they want to divide and conquer. They want to create these little fiefdoms so that these little fiefdoms can go ahead and coalesce people into groups so that we can divide and conquer the United States and bring down our country from within. And I tell you, don't do it. There's a lot more to come straight ahead. Don't move a muscle. We're going to continue on this theme, but I want to get into Candace Owens and her chance encounter, not so chance because she went to her house, uh, encounter with uh, Patrice Cullors from the Black Lives Matter movement, plus a bunch of other stuff that I want to get to, a couple of hit and run pieces that I want to talk about real quick, and then our wrap up. Don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. We're just getting started. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. The 45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. Oh, it's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And conservative commentator Candace Owens brought a BLM leader to tears by just asking her for a simple comment. And I'm looking at an article in the Daily Wire, plus I'm looking at some video on Rumble.com, courtesy of Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer Media. And I want you to hear exactly what happened. Check this out. This morning, I woke up to Candace Owens being outside of my house with a news crew. Um, She was demanding that I come outside. Now that's Patrice Cullors from Black Lives Matter, the former founder, chairman, one of the co-founders. She uh, is making it very clear what happened. Now here's the audio of actually what happened and what Candace Owens did with her news crew. Listen to this. Hello. Um... 
I was just looking to speak to whoever is at this property because it's listed as the Black Lives Matter property. Sir, hello? The fact that she's came outside my house and demanded things harassed me uh, is unacceptable. We're not trying to harass you. We'll gladly leave. We're just wondering if we can speak to anybody. Y'all, I really need my family to be safe. <laughs> I need to be safe. I need my child to be safe. Hold on. This is actually real. She's actually crying on video. Check this out. And this, this, what happened this morning is not safety. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. <laughs> okay. So that's Candace Owens and everything that went down with the Black Lives Matter. Now, apparently, uh, she had only gone there to Patrice Culler's home because she's got this huge real estate portfolio. And um, it's constantly in the news. So this woman who's, you know, been somewhat embattled in the media, whose California home buying spree at least, you know, raised a couple of eyebrows. She accused the Daily Wire, Candace Owens, of harassing her and her family, putting them in a... Uh, danger and in her tearful instagram post you know you just heard her crying and crying and sobbing and whatnot and it makes me think not to bunch everybody up in one bucket like the left does but aren't they doing the same thing at the homes of the supreme court justices or anywhere else when they have a problem didn't black lives matter burn down cities all across this country about 13 14 15 cities in america were looted and and vandalized and people were murdered during their protests, and yet she requires safety to the tune of tears rolling down her cheeks. I just think it's so ironic and so rich. I don't show up at anybody's house protesting them, and I hope nobody shows up at mine, but if they do, you do what you gotta do. You handle your business. But yet somehow this woman who organizes these mass protests can't handle it when one person and her camera crew Roll up. Anyway, we're going to get to that. Plus, I want to talk about what's going on with the World Health Organization and Biden signing this executive order last Friday, where or Thursday, rather, saying that we're going to kind of partner with them and let them take control over our health emergencies. Some people say that we are losing our sovereignty. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right here. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, America, Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. Welcome back to the program. And while we don't have a lot of time to wrap this thing up, I do want to touch upon this story of the World Health Organization. Apparently, President Biden has signed some executive order that uh, he agrees to give some information and allow the World Health Organization to kind of take the lead on some of our health emergencies. And obviously, this is problematic to most red-blooded Americans. And uh, I understand why. But I want you to hear some of the audio because uh, every now and again I appear on GB News, which is a Great Britain news. It's a Discovery Channel operated channel in the United Kingdom. And uh, one of my colleagues there, Calvin Robinson, he tweeted about this. And then I saw Michelle Bachman talking about it as well. So I'm going to play a little bit of the clip on that to give you an idea of what's going on. Anyone remember voting for the World Health Organization to take control of our lives? Not me. No, me neither. And yet here we are, 
teetering on the brink of joining most of the countries of the world, surrendering our national sovereignty under the terms of a proposed new pandemic treaty. Once British ink is dry on the necessary paperwork, we and most of the rest of the billions living on planet Earth will, in the event of another pandemic, take our instructions, not from politicians we actually voted for and could hypothetically at least have the option of getting rid of, but from the unelected faceless bureaucrats of the WHO. Now, that's Neil Oliver. He's from the GB News Channel, and he's talking about this case because apparently it's a really urgent thing going on. The World Health Organization, with assistance from the Biden administration, is set to vote on a provision that could give the World Health Organization certain directives over 193 countries around the world. And if this thing is passed, it could allow communist China, who controls the World Health Organization, to dictate the national health decisions even here in the United States, even if it's just a little bit of influence, that's something we don't need. Now, Michelle Bachman recently appeared with Steve Bannon on Real America's Voice, and she had this to say. What exactly is going on in Geneva at the World Health Organization? And how do we get so far down the road of it looks like signing something that's going to expand the sovereignty, the ability of the World Health Organization in Geneva, controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, to affect the sovereignty of the United States of America? That's right. It's hard to believe, Steve, but in less than two weeks' time, a vote will take place in Geneva, Switzerland, at the World Health Assembly. They're important because they're the governing body of the World Health Organization, WHO. This authority that they would be given would impact 99.4% of all the people in the world. There are 193 nations belonging to the U.N., the Biden administration is bringing amendments that would propose that all nations of the earth cede their sovereignty over national health care decisions to the WHO. So the World Health Organization wants to get its hands into yet another part of American culture, American governance. Now, this is something I'm not terribly afraid of because I don't see the framework or the mechanism where the World Health Organization is going to call the shots in the United States. But I do know how they work. I know that they will get their people to get them inside as a liaison in this agency and that agency and then have those people promote this as policies from within. The saving grace that we have is that no agency has agency over me. And that's the bottom line. In the United States, because of federalism, it's not the federal government that calls the shots on health emergencies. Even during COVID, it wasn't Biden telling you to wear a mask, even though he wore one. It was your mayor and your governor that were enforcing state police powers to police these things. So I don't know the severity of this yet. We're going to keep uh, our finger on the pulse and get you some more updates on it. But that is what's going on. And everybody's freaking out about it. So I wanted to at least tease it. We're going to get to more on this as we move forward during the week. But I wouldn't be too stressed out about it yet, but it's definitely something to keep our eye on. Anyway, that's all I've got for now. If we stand for nothing, we will fall for anything. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. 